0: Hey, I want to, uh, regale our audience with a blast from the past, from my past, about how sex became synonymous with gender.
1: (laughs) We had a very heated discussion yesterday where I was trying to be the devil's advocate. We'd gotten high too. And, uh... I was saying, Teresa, I'm going to try to do my best to argue for the other side of someone who believes in gender and all that. And, oh, my God, man, the fucking knots we got into trying to to find our way through the divisions of sex and gender. And I guess I'll leave it there because I don't know what you're going to get into.
0: Yeah, I just want to say that um, I, was, I was born in the early 80s. And so... This is going to be about the 80s and 90s and into the early 2000s. I remember when you had to fill out demographic information about yourself. There would be the um, category of sex and it would have M, F or male or female. And then um, as time went on, I saw various, like, applications or surveys that I was a part of, especially when I was in college, Um, and this would have been in, like, 2001, 2000 to 2005, but obviously um, after that too. I started to see a lot more times that the word sex was being replaced by the word gender. And... Sometimes if it was a paper survey or some sort of like test where I had to fill out demographic information, I would cross out the word gender and I would write the word sex. And I thought naively, and I think I've said this before in an episode, I thought it was maybe because like we were so prudish in our society, you know, our society where, uh, you know, <laughs> we're. The girls let you come on their faces, as Marilyn Manson would say. Um, We're in America. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, are we so prudish that we can't use the word sex anymore? Are they just they don't want the word sex to be on something that you have to fill out? I mean, it's biological. It's not a filthy word. It's your sex. Are you male or female? Or, of course, I know there's the intersex. Um, and some of the some of the um, surveys that I would fill out would also have a third choice that would be prefer not to say and sometimes I would choose that because I thought, well, I don't know what they're trying to do with this information, but I want to screw it up. I don't want them to know that I am a female filling this out. I'd prefer that that doesn't even come into the figures of of whatever they're trying to do with this information so sometimes i'd fill in prefer not to say especially if i couldn't change the word gender to sex i'd just get pissed off so i was trying to explain this to gumby and gumby you remember on work applications it would ask your gender right
1: yeah and it was at that time treated synonymously with sex that was in fact what they were asking I could tell by the choices, I could tell by knowing the employer, they were actually asking my sex, Mm -hmm. but the word gender was used as meaning the same thing as far as the employer and as far as me, the employee, was concerned.
0: And listen, I'm not saying there wasn't a choice under the word gender. I am about to say something. We didn't have a choice that they changed it from sex to gender. There was no choice. Somebody for some reason, changed that word in our society, in our lexicon. And now we have all of these different groupings of of what gender is, and especially gender identity. See, when I was going to school in the 80s and 90s and into the early 2000s, I didn't have a gender identity. Now, you might argue that I did, but I just didn't know it. But I didn't. I didn't think about my gender. I understood that there is such a thing as a social construct, an ideal of like masculine and feminine in my society. And the way I dress. The way I sit or walk as I was demonstrating to Gumby, and even and even qualities and characteristics of inanimate objects, so like a chair or a table or a rock, or a tr- well, I mean a tree's alive. Um, and as animus, everything's a- has life. But I guess what I'm saying is maybe in in a society, feminine might mean it's like curvy or soft or nurturing. Masculine, it might be like a warrior, it might be sharp or like aggressive or something like that. Those are attributes or characteristics or qualities. To have to assign someone a gender identity, which by the way, nobody has up until this point, that would be cruel because throughout the day, throughout our lives, we fluidly move through various states of masculine and feminine whether it's walking whether it's talking whether it's you know what we wear how we sit to have to to have to choose a gender identity whatever that means and then to be told like well if you choose a gender identity that doesn't fit your biological body That you have to, or that, you know, it would be helpful to then have some sort of corrective surgery. That just doesn't make any sense to me, y'all. That just doesn't make any sense. You weren't, there was never a gender identity problem because there wasn't a gender identity. This is a new thing that people started doing. And when they started it, it became a problem. And when there's a problem, there can be solutions. And aren't they selling solutions now? And it also got me to thinking about gender-bending celebrities that were in the 70s, 80s. Even before that, um, I was looking up just like some examples. Uh, Boy George, Annie Lennox, some might say David Bowie. Oh, yeah, I'd say
1: David Bowie.
0: Um, these were people... Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. These were people who, for you know, whatever they're doing in their personal life, whatever the headlines say... Um, showed us, like, a big fuck you to what society tells me I'm supposed to be. But you know what they didn't need? Validation. Nor did they need a law. Protect what they were doing. In fact, they were so fucking cool because they didn't need validation for what they were doing and they didn't need laws to protect. That's what made it so, like, so brazen and bold. And I'm not saying it's the same thing as what transgender people are saying that they're going through, but it's just interesting that gender identity has become such a big thing when people were gender bending for a long time. I mean, some people might even argue that it's always been in our culture. It's always been a part of our species to gender bend. And gender, if you look it up, my goodness, the definition is, uh, is definitely changing. But something I remember is that sex is biological and gender is a psychological social construct. It changes through time And from society to society. So I think technically we probably all are gender fluid. um, But we don't need to label ourselves that. Because it's just a concept. It's not an identity label or some box that you have to stay in.
1: Yeah. You were brave to share all that, Teresa. Stunning and brave.
0: You know, I was actually born in the wrong body. I was supposed to be petite yet muscular, and have very slim ankles mm-hmm. and small feet.
1: Yeah, this this line of thinking that Teresa introduced when she brought up like the difference between celebrities of the past who were more gender fluid and our current situation led to a lot of interesting discussions we've had this week. I thought it was a really cool insight she had of the difference that the celebrities of the past didn't need validation, which is what made it cool, and that it's so gone the other way that... What we're facing now is people that thrive, that in, they will kill themselves if they are not validated immediately in every way, and then some. And, uh, you know, to be the devil's advocate, we pointed out the difference as we're talking, like, well, these celebrities are just not being trapped in this identity. They don't. They're not saying they're born in the wrong body, whereas the current trans people say they're born in the wrong body. And yet I would still say... That the way they conduct themselves, the need to have, like, the rebellious, strong faith in who you are. It doesn't matter what other people see. I know it. I feel it. I have faith. Versus, I am so fragile that if everybody doesn't tell me that they see what I see right now, I'm going to kill myself right now. (laughs) I still say. That even with that difference, those two ways of conducting yourself, of carrying yourself in this world, apply to anyone who goes through this world. So I think it's a really cool observation, and as Teresa just alluded to, you know, like, wow, where does that being born in the wrong body end? Like, uh, I I thought I was supposed to be, like, have hair. I thought I was supposed to have hair my whole life on top of my head.
0: I was supposed to have bigger boobs.
1: I was supposed to be fit and muscular, like, you know, like... All these things lead to a thinking that's similar in the neighborhood of being born in the wrong body. It's not, I feel like I'm a fit man. I feel like I'm a very handsome man inside. So that leads to not just uh, gender affirming surgery or whatever the fuck we're calling it now, um, plastic surgery, which I was against that when I started growing up and hearing about nose jobs. You know, like you were supposed to have a better nose. Mm-hmm. Let's get that fixed. Yeah. It's a dark road. It's always been a dark road. It's working on the wrong things, the externals. The externals are fleeting and go away. It's, it's a complete deflection from the important things we should be working on, the deep things, what we truly are. And I didn't want to get into a whole thing about that. Like you, uh, you kind of took us there and <laughs> you had some good observations. But yeah, we got into a lot of that with uh, the Transhuman Podcast. Sorry, Mike H., and uh yeah so I'm not
0: sorry. I think we did a really good job of responding to his comment. And I would I would welcome further comments as long as they are, you know, kind. You can disagree with us but don't just like you're an asshole. I mean that's not no, really No, I was
1: just being cheeky. But yeah. yeah, yeah, we welcome. I mean, we actually talked about uh like la- last episode we read a Uh, Message to us that was critical and brought up a lot of good points, a lot of good platforms for discussion. And we actually really liked that. We talked a lot about that. Like, man, I wish we would get more of that kind of thing.
0: I kept having Gumby check our um, messages to see if anybody else had. Yeah, yeah.
1: Teresa was really hoping we'd have something else like that to share this episode. So if you're listening to this and, uh, you know, you have any, yeah, well, it's our outro. I'll wait to to go into that. But yeah, challenge us.
0: Even if you want to be the devil's advocate, even if you're listening and you want to, like, hone your skills.
1: Exactly. Even if you don't believe it, try to challenge it. If there's a a hole in the logic, something you think is missing, that's how we all get better. Not just in understanding other points of view, but in honing our own views and arguments. Yeah, totally.